The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaos. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Mr. Forsyth, is that you? Doctor? It is you. I, as far as I know, it's still me. Do you want a drink? We can get you a drink. What that curious, uh, segment. What was that all about, Jack? Apparently our Mr. Wild, uh, passed away in 1921 on a voyage of the Aquitania. That is truly strange. I go over and uh, light another candle, a prayer for Elias. What troubles you, my friend? How long has it been since your last confession? The world is full of pain and loss. And when the righteous man doth fall, there are only those who can seek to uphold their legacy. I hope you have come here because you are one of these men. Thank you for joining us again for the episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and uh, we have another episode of our uh, Masks of Nyarlathotep uh, campaign that we're running, and we are currently in England. And so I will introduce you to our cast to my right. This is Lonnie. I'm playing uh, Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth, and I am... Uh... Not sleeping tonight very well, if at all. It's probably been a little bit of a trying time, what with the whole discorporation, recorporation thing. And then uh, at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle. And uh, we we met somebody. Hopefully somebody we like. We'll see. Hopefully. Yeah, well, time will tell. Time will tell, right? Hopefully. Uh, and then to his right. This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tattenbach, and he's still just glad to be on solid land again. Oh, absolutely. 100%. To the doctor's right. This is Tiffany. Uh, I play uh, Maeve O'Shea, and I am probably falling asleep face first in a book. Hopefully not the one covered in skin. Well, I mean, if there was one to fall asleep in, that would be... How do you think it gets its skin? <laughs> It's a nice warm hug. <laughs> a face hug. Uh, and last but most certainly not least. Uh, this is Alex. I'll be playing uh, Simon Granger, and I am uh, currently in a church slaying dragons in my mind. Uh, aren't we all? All right. So what we'll do is we will pick up uh, early the next morning when we last left Dr. and Mr. Doyle. They had gone out gotten a, a bit of a nightcap and then returned to uh, their lodgings. And then uh, the group had dossed down for the night to try to cover in the morning and then set forth for what will be uh, their final destination, at least as far as they're aware, and that would be London. So you all wake um, earlier than you might have expected. The long pull of a ship horn greets you early in the morning, something you were not prepared for. And uh, and yeah, you find yourself uh, in your accommodations. Uh, Mr. Forsyth, you're all in one piece. So uh, that's already a boon for you. Yeah, yeah. No, no black sand. Nothing on my face. I go look in the mirror. Nothing on my face. Thing on your face, no, no, you, okay. you look intently at each cheek and under each yeah. eyelid. Uh, you, 
you know, as you're, you know, preparing for the day, just make sure there's, there's nothing under your, behind your ears or all seems to be in order. So Alex, you have the lofty perch of being in the same lodgings as the investigators, but just a few floors up. Um, so you have, will have a relatively easy travel this morning, just downstairs. Oh, uh, yeah, I was uh, in the morning. I will be gathering my things and I'm going to uh, loiter in the lobby. Yeah, the uh, investigating crew gets together in the lobby, and uh, Jack and Sigmund see the man they met in the church last night. Mr. Grenier. Uh, Simon will be fine. Good morning. Morning. Good dog. Uh, Miss O'Shea and Mr. Forsyth, you uh, see someone new. Uh, hello. Uh you know uh my friends uh Jack and the doctor? Uh yes, we met uh last night. Oh. Perhaps we should uh, sit for breakfast and have a conversation, get to know one another. Yes, we're going to have an English breakfast. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. They uh they can definitely treat you here to such a breakfast. Uh they have quite the spread available to them. Not only are there eggs, but there are, of course, beans, um, blood pudding, sausages. Uh, you see a different style of bacon here than you're used to, uh, Mr. Forsyth? Well, it's it's a foreign country. Of course, things are going to be odd. Definitely not as good as home. But I won't say that in public. That would be rude. Of course not. Yeah, you guys begin to fill up. Eat with enthusiasm. This is definitely... Um, a little bit more closer to home, Sigmund, as far as the fare here. Exactly. The the portions are right, and the food is getting closer. Yeah. Yeah, closer. Not not perfect, but definitely closer. Uh, Miss O'Shea, what are you having for breakfast? Probably some eggs and toast. Okay. I'll position myself between the doctor and Doyle, so as not to be too close to people I haven't really gotten introduced myself to yet. Sure. I am Sailton. You have questions for me? I will look at Miss O'Shea and Lawrence. My name is Simon Granger. I have had the pleasure of working with uh, Ilya for some time now, and I was asked to come here on behalf of his uh, last wishes. Apparently, you also spent some time with us in Peru. I was working nearby. I did my best to not intrude upon uh, your efforts to recover. So this is what I'd like. Since you're all relatively collectively together, I would like you to make a group luck roll. So the person with the lowest luck. 44 here. Anybody got a lore? 49. 40. 42. Mine's 58. So lowest luck, roll your luck. Look at that. That's a critical failure. The beauty. Awesome. So that's perfect. That's about right. <laughs> Thanks. You get a head tingle when he talks about being in Peru. You see one of these crested hill that you had passed over. You remember having visions of being on horseback or, or pony. You remember Elias. You can clear as day. Remember Elias talking to another man, a younger man uh, and asking him to scout ahead. And it's some of his facial features that seem to remind you, Simone, um, but you can't totally place that memory on the timeline. You don't know when that happened. And it's maybe it's the angle you're sitting at, but he, he looks familiar. You're just not you're not sure yet. Well, it would be my hope to accompany you if you find my company would be suitable for your uh, your needs. So please. If you were a part of the will, then, yeah, I mean, you're supposed to be with us. The more, the merrier. And I quietly nod. And uh, if you could tell me, uh, I would hope that you did not dispose of my book. Oh, no, I'm not done reading it. Uh, do, do you need it back? Oh, no, please. If uh, it's a... Uh, It'll grip you cover to cover. 
it's one of the few that I don't have of his. Good luck getting it back, then. It is uh, the last of his works, from what I understand. Published, anyway. That's what it looks like by the publication date. Yeah, you'd, you'd know after talking with Jonah, Ms., uh, babe, that, that this is the last book. Can you... Uh, I'm trying to get a feel for the room. How, I don't know, occupied with everyone... How occupied with their own stuff is are the people in here? Like, is it quiet enough to have what I would consider to be like a a sensitive conversation with it just kind of falling into the noise? Or would it be like, are we spaced out? Is it easy to overhear? Well, you're not socially distanced, if that's what you're asking. No. Um, <laughs> I get up and leave. Yeah. Yeah. No, everybody's got COVID. Um, no, oh, man. So uh, you would say just by the you know rough layout of the area and the people who are currently having breakfast, that you could probably have a fairly private conversation without having too much of an issue. Perhaps, do you know if anyone followed you here? Not that we're aware of. Um, maybe? Yeah, I mean, there was strangeness on the boat, so it's hard to say. Uh, there was Mr. Wild. He seemed to know an awful lot. Mr. Wild. Who is this man? You met him on board? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I spoke with him um, the night, evidently, I went missing. And he went missing, too. Pardon? There was an incident. You went missing on board a ship? Uh, that's what I've been told. I, I have no reason to doubt them. Air Force, I disappeared for three days. Disappeared, you say? I'm going to go make a phone call. You boys have your conversation. I will be back. And I'm going to get up from the table. Okay. I'm going to pull out my card for Dr. Pierce and give him a call at his London office. Oh, boy. All righty. Okay, so I will uh, I will move away temporarily from the table and go to the phone uh, with, uh, with you, Miss O'Shea. You uh, ring the office, and uh, you hear a crisp uh, feminine voice pick up the phone. Uh, good morning, Aventus. How can I help you? Dr. Pierce available? Uh, Dr. Pierce has not arrived in yet this morning. May I ask who's calling? Maeve O'Shea. It's terribly sorry, Miss O'Shea. Uh, he should be in within the hour. Okay. Well, I'll give him a call later today, then. Very well. Thank you. She hangs up. All right. Well, then I will go sit back down. Okay. Back to the table. So should I ask where you went? I made a phone call. No, not even. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 I, I wish I could say I knew. Have I? Have you ever heard of a place called Sarnath? I'm gonna opt to not know. Ever, I have heard of no such place. It's not. It's not a fun place to 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 visit, or evidently to stay. I'm going to go back to eating. Hey, Mike, can I get a psychology roll on Lauren? Yeah. What What are you attempting to decipher about? Uh... I want a general. I want a general countenance. Uh, like his general countenance as as he's talking about his dreams in this Sarnath. I want to see what kind of changes come over him, like like body language, uh, mannerisms. I want to see how deeply this has affected him. Okay. Would you like to spend one point? I'll go ahead and spend a luck. Yeah, one point of luck there. Okay. I absolutely yeah. will. It seems to be a pressing issue on his consciousness it's not even a subconscious thing when he asks about sarnath he's you can tell in his inflection and the just having been around lawrence for several years now he's eager to know if simone has ever heard of the place um your bet is is that uh, mr forsyth may be repressing some of the things that he experienced which would make sense as they were most likely shocking it, his very presence here is shocking to you, <laughs> um, but welcome one at least. Not to say I had written him off, but you know. <laughs> hey, Mike. Yes, Jake. While we're eating and everyone's talking, I actually want to watch Forsyth because the fact of the matter is I'm a little iffy whether that's actually Forsyth. 
That's a fair call. Right. Right. That is, that is actually yeah, fair a call. doctor had not thought of that. But. Did I ever mention that my other middle name is McCready? <laughs> Son of a... Okay, so I guess then... Let's think here. I don't, I don't know what I would roll. Yeah, it's more perception. I, I'm thinking more like psychology, really, to pick up on... Psychology. Uh, well, just to pick up on nonverbal cues that Mm-hmm. Maybe Lawrence, the real Lawrence, would use that this one isn't. I don't know. <laughs> that would be twenty under fifty-seven, a hard success. Um, you know, as much as it's it's possible to believe that something happened to him and maybe something terrifying came back instead, uh, the mannerisms are too dead on. This is definitely Lawrence. Whatever happened may have happened, but that's definitely him. Okay, I just he's just acting still- strange. It puts me a little more at ease. I'm just, it's, I didn't necessarily assume that it was not him, but there's a possibility it wouldn't be him. So. Yeah, the next roll is a handgun roll. No? <laughs> right. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh. It's not uh, my wish to attempt to unravel the mysteries of the universe at this time. I'm glad you are okay, Monsieur Forsyth. Thank you. So, what did you experience in Peru? I was helping. Uh, Elijah performed some field research. That's it? Uh, well, <laughs> the, uh, there are many organizations that Elijah was tracking, and it was typically my duty to inform him of comings and goings. The information he shared with me was minimal. But ultimately, uh, he needed me to help him find a way out. In case. Uh, Simone, what is, uh, what do you do? I don't? Well, obviously, you were, uh, us wanted you to help us out, so what is it that you do? I am an, uh, accomplished, uh, inv- field investigator. I wouldn't, uh, necessarily call myself an expert in any way. But uh, I would say that my situational awareness and strategies should prove suitable to help you on your investigation. Are you uh, any way familiar with the kind of things that we might be running into? Doctor snorts on his beans a little bit. <laughs> uh, Monsieur, you did tell me last night that Alfin was killed by a cult, and this did not surprise me. Yeah, but that's not the whole, it goes much deeper. And I'm just going to look at him very skeptically. So you don't know anything about the last things that Elias spoke about? It is my belief that uh, Elia kept me in the dark for a number of reasons. He would never share with me the full extent of which he was investigating nor did I expect him to do so he was an honest man he was a good man well how easily shocked or scared are you if you are concerned that I will not be able to keep my wits about me then all my time spent on this uh, this world will be have uh, for nothing it is more that we have word for you I think with the knowledge of what we have seen up to this point Okay, uh, I'm just going to be frank with you. How do you feel about Supernatural? So uh, I come from, there are not many things that cannot be attributed to the inexplicable. I am not necessarily a man of faith or of belief, but what I see with my eyes, what I hear with my ears, if they are real, they are real. And I will deal with them when I see them. These tools, as you will. Doctor's grinning into his eggs. <laughs> My only fear is that I will not be able to procure uh, justice for Ilya and his legacy. Well, I guess there's only one way to find out. Me. Oui. You have on. I'll, I'll smile for the first time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doctor says it with a smile. I will say this. The book that I have gotten from you 
is child's play compared to the other books that I have. So there's more. I do not doubt that, madame. But if Ilyas are fit to trust all of you with his mission, then I am here to make sure that it is carried out. I have no qualms. I have a feeling we're going to need more bodies than this. Welcome aboard. Let's hope we don't need too many more. I would prefer not to be thought of as a body. Thank you, Mr. Forsyth. You could try not having one. No, thank you. The plan. So have you been in England long? No, I arrived only a few days ago. Okay. But we need to decide where we're going to go. I think there's a couple of people here in England we want to talk to specifically. Yeah, I have somebody I'm trying to get a hold of. Um, he should be in within the hour, so I will give him a call again. And when we spoke in the church, you said that you are following the trail of uh, this cult? No, we're uh, following the trail of the Carlisle expedition, who may have had some connection to the cult at some point, so continuing to follow them and see where what became of that. Simone, uh, make an Eddie roll. Much like Jackson Elias. It's a 31 over 85. Yeah, your um, memory, you remember the Carlisle expedition. So it was launched several years ago by a uh, American uh, playboy who decided to get involved in uh, some of the digging in Africa and he took a kind of an all-star cast, so to speak, um, and uh, traveled to Africa where he uh, went to Egypt and they did some digging and then went uh, south uh, to Kenya uh, and evidently was uh, was murdered. The entire expedition was uh, butchered at the hands of uh, Kenyan tribesmen. And uh, you remember reading about it in the paper because uh, of the just the grisly nature that had been reported in the paper that they were ripped apart and that was there was no there was no it was very difficult to identify uh, the bodies, but that the uh, Kenyan authorities had found the tribesmen who were guilty of it and had uh, hung them within a week or something to that effect. It was a very quick trial. This Carlisle. Uh, you believe that the uh, the trail leads you to London? Yes, they stopped here for a little bit and spoke to some individuals. I think they uh, were getting background information or other than that. Or so we want to try to follow their trail as closely as possible. If I may ask, Monsieur Doyle, what was the uh, purpose of the original investigation? What was it that Elia asked you to do? Well, we never got a chance to talk to Elias. We believe he wanted us to accompany him in this track down what happened to the Carlisle expedition. And according to his, uh, his last will, he wanted us to fulfill his wishes on that and that. I suppose the only other question I have for you, and I will only ask this once, were you there? He died? We. We we arrived too late. But you saw him? Yes. And his killers? We saw them as well. I believe we killed all of them in New York. Everyone we could catch. We can only hope. Well, I mean, for the for the clarity of the record's sake, you know for a fact that Lawrence shot one dead that night, like on the fire escape. Well, yeah, I, I, I just, I think, I believe we've killed all of them. There might be a couple of them still hanging about. Sure that, uh, what's the, uh, cult leader probably dragged everybody he had with him to the estate that morning. It stands to reason. Yeah. The memory of sat eclipse. It haunts me still. I'll eat to bring the top ten. Was he a bloodbath like that in years? Agreed. Well, hopefully we can avoid such a thing for as long as we can. If I have my way, we will. You guys finish up breakfast. Uh, looking at the schedule, 
and looking at uh, the map, it appears it's going to be a several hour uh, train ride from Southampton to London. I'm going to try and uh, give Dr. Pierce another call. Okay. You ring him again. Um, You get the same unpleasant secretary who answers the phone. Venice. Um, I'm calling back to see if Dr. Pierce is available. Ah, yes. Miss O'Shea, I recognize your voice. One moment, please. You hear a bunch of clicking. And then you hear a uh, clattering of, uh, uh, Dr. Pierce. Hi, this is Maeve O'Shea. Yes, 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 Miss O'Shea. Uh, are you, you, you've come over. Yes, actually, we will be taking a train from Southampton to London today. Mm, Southern line, yes. I know it well. Um, I was wondering if it would be um, any trouble to meet up with you today or if we can arrange a meeting. Absolutely. Um, I should be able to meet with you, uh, say, uh, half two. Okay. All right, then. Uh, you have my uh, address at the offices here on the card. I will see you then. Thank you very much. Pleasure. He hangs at the phone. Okay. And then I will uh, meet back up and uh, tell them I have a meeting at one thirty. Technically speaking, half, yeah, half two be half past two. Oh, half past two. Yeah, half two. That was half before. Okay. okay. The group collectively gets aboard a train in some fashion, unless anybody else is doing anything before we leave. Nope. Can't think of it. Can't think of anything. <laughs> you leave Southampton behind. Uh, you board the southern train, or the southern line, which rolls north. Um, Simone, you were on this train but a day or so ago. And you head north through the countryside. Uh, you see all sorts of beautiful landscape. Uh, English cottages, rolling fields. Um, you see a little bit of water. The, the railroad line here traces uh, a bit of the river. It comes into Southampton, but you eventually leave that behind. And as you head out and into uh, England, uh, the countryside, uh, you get just a picturesque view, uh, all except for the rather significant amount of rain that begins. The sky itself, which was once in the morning a bit blue, rolls to gray, and then the rain starts. You can hear the pitter-pattering on the train uh, as it uh, makes its way through the countryside. Uh, As time passes on the train, uh, you get the feeling of something changing. This rolling hillside gives way, and you start seeing smaller villages give way to uh, larger villages and then smaller uh, with with clusters of row houses out and around them and then you see on the horizon uh, this almost smoking beast of a city Uh, the churn of coal-fired stacks large long railway lines that uh, crisscross around the city uh, and you come upon London I guess the question I would have for you because Simone's uh, we get a little bit better relay is where are you getting off at? Well I don't necessarily know where we should get off but um, knowing that uh, Miss O'Shea has a meeting uh, I would want to make sure that we can set up somewhere where we can either secure accommodations somewhat in that vicinity as well as have a train stop 
Yeah, I mean, there's no, um, there's no lack of train stops, that's for sure. They're all over the place. Uh, the biggest question you're going to have is basically where does she need to go? What's the address again? So the specific um, location that she needs to be in is in uh, Lambeth. So that is going to be across the Thames from Westminster. You're going to come in essentially uh, on the Westminster side of the Thames. Uh, because normally if you follow this line down, Alex, in about 20 minutes or so, you could get off at, at Limehouse. But you need to stop and then make your way uh, to uh, Lambeth, which is the, uh, I guess it would be the southern side of the Thames. So from there, uh, you could go to basically all over. You would just have to decide where on the uh, where on the map you'd want to stay at. Miss Lane, of course, is, is along with you guys. And she says that she's going to see to lodgings. So if she tells you, Mr. Shea, if you'd like to have your meeting and, and do what you will, I will get settled before we head to see uh, Mickey Mahoney at the scoop. Sounds good. Uh, you guys stop at Waterloo Station. Then uh, she gets a... Um, a steward or cab nearby to collect your luggage uh, and then tells you um, the name and address of the hotel that she's uh, prepared lodgings for. So meet, back, meet us back there when you're when you're ready. It's in Waterloo? It's around the Waterloo Station area, yeah. Okay. So um, you guys begin the walk down the cramped streets of London. Uh, whether it's it doesn't really matter the side of the street that you walk on. Um, London streets are pretty well packed. Uh, the metro lines here, the buses, even the double-decker ones that are out running, uh, they cannot handle the crush of passengers going up and down. Um, Jack, your senses are on fire from all the foot traffic. Um, people are close. Uh, people bunch up around the curbs. So, uh, especially when there's uh, a bus coming about. So, uh, you definitely get... It's, it almost feels like being in an amusement park, except that there's there's no cotton candy. <laughs> um, and there's an awful lot of, of smoke and fog in the air. With that said, um, it isn't... What time of day is it? It's uh, Tuesday. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, what time oh, of day time is of it? Day. Yeah, so you're about, uh, it's about one-ish or so by the time you guys get to, uh, by the time you get to Waterloo Station. So you've got about an hour or so before you need to really be anywhere. Uh, I may ask, who is this person that we are meeting, or that you are meeting? I apologize. It's a friend of my father's, and, um... He probably has information, either A, about my father, and B, probably books that would be useful. A is the one that you tossed? Mm, yes. We have the same circle of friends. That's one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, so what uh, What are you guys going to do until then? So, when is this meeting? We said we have an hour or so? Yeah, about an hour. Okay. Doctor's just taking the city in as we're strolling to where we need to be. Um, he's never been to London before, so this is this is an all-new experience for him, so thoroughly enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am probably uh, letting anyone who wants to get touristy get touristy. Um, I mean, at this point, I'm probably just flanking the group as they're walking. So I'm guessing we're walking, right? Yeah, you're definitely walking unless uh, unless you've decided to do something other than that. And then please let me know. No, no, I, I have not. I have not sprouted anything. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, there's more than enough stuff to look down here. Uh, Waterloo Station is very close to. I mean, it's it's not super close to some of the more um, well-known pieces, but you're not far from Fires Bridge, you're not far from 
parliament in the grand scheme of things. You could easily walk there. It would be out of your way, but I mean, you could go as far as probably showing them Waterloo Bridge. There's a lot of sights here to see, and having been the uh, had the opportunity to be in London personally, and I'm sure Jake would echo this. It's there's a lot of things to potentially put your eyes on. Oh yeah, it's an exciting place. I'm actually going to stroll up to uh, Miss O'Shea. You seemed gravely concerned about the uh, the things with which we would be bearing witness, the things that we would see or that you've seen. Yes. Do you do you want descriptions? Because that that's not. I'm not the person to ask. No, I simply want to uh, reassure you that I have been put here to help ensure the safety of this expedition. So regardless of what we see or what comes to pass, I can only promise that I will do my best. Well, I guess uh, we'll see you when the strange starts to happen. We oui. Okay. There's no specific place, and, and we could, if you wanted to, we can um, probably surmise that at some point Lawrence is going to find himself a an actual map of London. Um, He's a map sort of person. Also, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of wanting to overwatch, knowing that um, people have been following us. Seem to know a lot about what we're doing. They do seem to do that, don't they? You're exciting people. That's why they want to follow you. Well, that's mm-hmm. fair. Exciting. <laughs> so like paparazzi. If... Lawrence makes it known that he's looking for a map. Um, I will produce one from my duffel. Okay. It's got lots of notes on it. It does, and it makes me hesitant to take it because it's obviously something that he needs more than I do. I would expect it back. But if you wish to review, uh, you can see that uh, all of the uh, boxes have been marked. The... uh, You'll notice that there are a lot of highlights around places where uh, there are like authority buildings. So like police stations, firehouses, post office. I like to be aware of my surroundings. I'll just be like, I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but I really don't want to, to have anything happen to your map while it's in my possession. I'll go ahead and get one when we get back to the hotel. It'll be easier that way. Any other specific... If you're not going to do any specific sightseeing, then uh, we can always uh, put Miss O'Shea in her meeting spot. Let's do that. Yeah, let's just do that. Okay. Thunderbar. You walk to a back back row of businesses off of... Uh, not too far from uh, Lambeth Bridge. You also see that there are a couple of galleries in this area, but... There's a business that seems to be tucked into one of the uh, nearby streets, and you see that the name of the business is Aventus Shippings and Holding. It looks like an import-export business. Jack, you see that it looks like there's a alley access here, maybe for uh, trucks or, as they would call them, lorries here. Okay. Yeah, I'll just uh, enter in what appears to be the front door ish office yeah you walk in it's got a reasonably welcoming interior there's not you know it's not luxurious by any means but there's a a receptionist station Um, you can see that there are maps on the wall you see a couple of world maps Uh, uh, there's a map of London as well good afternoon I have a meeting with Dr. Pierce yes Miss O'Shea Mm -hmm. she stands up and I'll take you back. What are the rest of you doing? Just FYI. So I was actually going to say that um, when they were walking to the building, I would have held the door open for them. And then as Jack went by, I would have just kind of nodded to him and then closed the door behind them. Okay. I would be I would be outside. Okay. Anybody else going in other than Maeve? I don't need to be in there, I don't think. I'll wait outside with Simon. So, uh, Jack, did you go in? Yes, no, maybe so? No, no. 
Okay. All right, Mr. Shea, uh, you walk back to uh, a series of offices. You see that there are um, what appear to be in this open space. There are a couple of crates. Um, looks like there are uh, a couple of trunks inside those open crates. You're not really sure what's in them, but you can just see that they've definitely packaged something. And then there is a far office in the back that she leads you to. Uh, and you see a person you have not seen in some time. Mm-hmm. See Professor Charles Pierce. Ah, Miss O'Shea, come in. I will enter. Marie, would you get some tea for us, please? She nods and turns around. Come in, come in. He gestures to a chair. You, uh, what are you doing here? Well, that's a long story. Um, mm-hmm. We are following leads on um, an expedition that we believe a friend of ours was investigating and was murdered for. Really? It's tragic? Yeah. Murdered. However, you did say that if I was in London to stop by, I also Mm. uh, put together that this was one of the last places my father was at. You mean England? London. Oh, yes. All right. I mean, there's all sorts of things Neil could have been doing here. Several of our members years ago were... uh, Interested in um, spiritualist society uh, north of the city. They uh, took to some of the meetings there, the cultic practices, much like our own, but focused on um, spirits of the afterlife. It's possible that he took up with them. What are they called? Well, he shuffles around a few papers. You can see he's, he's got ledgers and shipping notifications and writs of uh, docking and whatnot for boats and then he stands up and goes to a filing cabinet I have to tell you Maeve I've been a bit out of practice at our old work I've the practice here something a little bit more financially sustainable than wandering around libraries he shuffles through some more papers Uh, there is something here Ah, yes, here it is. He passes this to you. It seems, anyway, that um, the spiritual society late last year suffered some sort of a downturn. Um, they, at one point, they were uh, quite lofty indeed, well-respected. I mean, this was 20 or 30 years ago, but uh, Sir Walter is... Sir Walter's is still in control over there, what, what is left of it anyway. And I know that the last time I'd spoken with Neil, he, he'd mentioned that uh, he might make an inquiry there at some point. That's why it, he taps his head. It trips something here. It's possible you might start with your look for him there. So you don't have access to any of your books anymore? I mean, I I have them, but uh, they're at the house, uh, just up the way. Are you looking for something specific? I've come across several things specifically that I don't know are going to help or if they are going to help. Um, I do know that I got a couple of books from the person that went on this expedition and he doesn't strike me as somebody have you ever heard of the Carlisle expedition oh yes yes I remember um, reading the papers here when Roger spun through uh, London years ago of course and and Sir Sir Bobby Prenhew I mean he's he was on the expedition yeah does he does Carlisle strike you as somebody to have some of these books and I'll like open my bag for him to see uh he glances in the bag you see his eyebrow one of his eyebrows goes up I don't know that Roger Carlisle was a heavy reader if you take my meaning right yet these books were found with him 
Well, it's altogether possible that any one of the other people who were on the expedition may have been the more uh, literary types. Uh, I mean, Sir Sir Aubrey was a renowned Egyptologist, and he alone uh, would have had many tomes. There's the foundation here is here in London. Um, oh, yes. The other thing I was going to ask you for, have you ever heard of Sarnia? He does a double take. Just what books are you reading? Well, this one I haven't read. I wish I had a book on it so I could know more about it. Mm, I am familiar with some of the legends of Sarnath, a ancient city that was destroyed in a calamity. What about Argus? Name doesn't ring a bell. But why... These texts, these things that you've gotten into... Sarnath is not a name most scholars even know. Well, that one came to a friend of mine in a dream. He looks very concerned. There are things that... One should not dabble in, Maeve. This may be one of them. Okay. Well, the thing is, is this Argus that told us about this city um, took our friend for three days. Hmm. Like, he disappeared. Did he say, where? you? This friend, where is he? Oh, he is... He's right outside. Yeah, he said that he... Uh, went to maybe a land of dreams Marie brings the tea in oh thank you Marie please just set it there and close the door if you would she nods and closes the door would you like me to go get him so you can speak to him perhaps in a moment I'm I'm concerned that how much studying have you been doing recently? Every chance I get, I'm trying to read these books. Of course. And it's become all-consuming? Well, as most things do, I suppose. Not for everyone, Dave. There are people like you who become ravenous when it comes to knowledge. I'm working with a young man right now at the the house of the road who's dealing with some very difficult things he's he's struggling with some of this forbidden knowledge that he's learned but if you'd like to go and retrieve your friend I'm happy to speak with him deeper although truth be told most people when they They look beyond what they know into what they cannot comprehend. Most people are uncomfortable speaking about it. Well, we've been dealing with a lot of things that I don't think most people can comprehend. So I will uh, go fetch him and um, he can tell you about his dream or whatever happened because he was there and then he wasn't there for us for three days but I will go get him right you step outside he comes back outside uh Lawrence yes Miss O'Shea um he would like to speak to you about your dream he knows about that city I'll look up from my ledger uh, yeah, I'll just move in. Not say anything, just through the door. It must have been one heck of a dream. I just kind of, like, shake my head, I guess. You have no idea. <laughs> but you will soon! So I'll lead him to the office. Yeah, you go back in, and you see Marie kind of do a bit of a double take when you walk back in with someone else. Mr. Forsyth, you walk through an office which seems to be uh, part office, part um, 
holding area for uh, shipping containers and crates and whatnot. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then you walk to an office. This doesn't seem familiar at all. No, not at all. Not one bit. Doesn't look anything like the Juju house. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. There's no, there's no decorations on the wall. You, you don't have to murder a shopkeeper to go in this place. Are you sure? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Um, she takes you to an office and you see a rather tall, uh, slender gentleman who has uh, got salt and pepper hair and uh, wire rim glasses. Look a little bit like the doctor's glasses, actually. Mm. And uh, he has a bit of a, a mustache and beard uh, as well. Uh, he extends his hand. Uh, uh, Dr. Charles Pierce. Uh, I'll shake his hand. Uh, hello, uh, Lawrence Forsyth. Oh, good. Uh, have a seat, won't you, sir? Would you like anything to drink? Um, no, I'm I'm fine. Okay, Lawrence, why don't you give me a a spot hidden roll? I was just about to ask if I can do that. You can. <laughs> no, I can't, because <laughs> ninety four over forty eight is not going to do it. No. Um. So you see a lot of things on the wall. Uh, in this specific office. One of the things that catches your eye is uh, you see an actual paper doctoral degree and then you see a second one. And that's pretty rare. So, he uh, he begins. Lawrence, was it? Yes. So perhaps you could tell me a bit about what you heard of this Sarnath. A large... Uh city powerful stood for a thousand years taken by force when they built it destroyed in its hubris mm. maybe you can see he's jotting notes down and did you hear what destroyed it uh, I believe there are other cities other people that uh, were angry or jealous at it they say that the people who made Sarnath into what it was, they say that they took over the country. They came from afar. Yes. On ships, and they took the land. They ripped apart the people who lived there, and they built their civilization on top of them. And then thousand years passed and one night on the anniversary of the founding of Sarnath something came from the lake doom came and destroyed the city and its people doctor how do you know this oh your friend he points at Maeve she and I, we have a educational background together. We work in very similar circles. We are privy to legends and tales that many do not hear. After all, it's likely just an old wives' tale, right? It is not an old wives' tale. So you've already become a true believer, then? I'm going to reach in my pocket and pull out my stone. Okay. I'm going to set it on the table. Okay. You're going and to take, I'm going to say it. You take your hand off of it. Nope, I'm going to I'm going to put my hand on the table. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show the stone, uh-huh. and I'm going to say I've been there and have part of it in my hand. Okay, make a power roll. Oh, this ought to go well. Can I spend on that? Nope, you sure can't. Gosh, uh, darn it! Not, not on a power roll, you can't. Not like that. Ah. Uh, so you extend your hand out and you say, "I've been there." Uh, and you know this is the stone as evidence and the stone gets really bright maybe you see that a magenta stone get almost uh, it gets a bit of a flare of the 80s it gets that hot for a second and you feel it get warm in your hand and while you'd like to drop it your hand actually reflexively clenches around it and it's at that point where you feel it burn a bit the skin on the other side of your hand, your palm burns a bit. The Dr. Pierce uh, recoils from the stone. He sits back in his chair. My God, 
I'm going to very slowly and deliberately, while it's still burning in my hand, open my coat and put the stone back in. Okay. You should be careful. A less prepared man might have reacted much differently. I had a warning. There was a man there. I say man, but he was larger than men. He was a giant. He named himself Argus. Argus the Elder. He said almost exactly the same things you said about the city of Sarnath. The ruined place that I stood in told me that he was on his way elsewhere. He said the veil was thinning and that there was great danger coming to us. Maybe because you know the doctor fairly well, when Lawrence mentions that the when he mentions the veil was thinning, you can tell that Dr. Pierce is very concerned at hearing that. Excellent. So really, doctor, if you know anything that could help us. Uh, I, to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't know where to begin. Research would be the first step. If if you wish to be rid of the stone, then I would find some sort of alchemical solution, perhaps a, an acid or uh, a few swift hammer strokes might be able to rid you of such the thing, but... Uh, the problem is none of us want to give up the stone. Well, no, of course not. They've fortified you. They've They've taken to you. They've... Dr. Maeve has, has brought us here. Miss O'Shea has brought us here because she believed that you could help us. But so far, I've told you my tale. I may be able to help you, but the question will be is, in what way would you like the help? There are many potential solutions for ridding these stones from your persons, but uh, like a a lost lover or a emotional attachment, they are very difficult to get over. There are tales that say that men went raving mad after being bonded to such devices. They could not think but anything else but where the stones were. Yeah, I'm not sure we're ready to do that yet. I just wanted to know more about where he went and what the warning meant. The lands of dreams are a mystery, even to me, but of the stories that I have read of them, they are a wondrous place, both frightful and fantastic. If he traveled to this land and spoke with this Argus being, it's difficult to tell what its intent is. Or... Yes, but we were chosen for a reason. Yes, kismet, chance. There are all sorts of reasons. The The hubris of man is not lost on us. Very well. This is what I will do. How long will you be in London for? That I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. Well, allow me to go to our manor house and begin my research in earnest. Perhaps I can give you something before you make any further decisions on your future. This Carlisle expedition, uh, long since dead, but they did stop here for a little while. Yeah, we have some threads to follow here. I would suggest you do that. Just keep my office informed and uh, I'll do what I can to supply whatever knowledge or practices the Aventus can assist you with. Yes, thank you. And I will let you know where we are staying, too, if you need to try and leave me a message. He turns to you, uh, Lawrence. Uh, If I may, Mr. Forsyth, I would recommend you keep the stone out of sight. I just nod. Not just from the street urchins here, but from... If you are being followed, uh, it may prove um, to put a target on you. Yeah, I'm just wondering who 
would have done that to him because there was evidence that a spell was cast to send him to that place. Well, I have several texts which I can begin my research from. Are there any particular elements that you're familiar with? As far as the spell goes? Mm, indeed. Um, let's see. It had, so there was a powder residue that was like jasmine or cedar. We found out that there were bones that were involved to make like almost like a sculpture uh, because you needed really old like bone dust. Hmm. Almost as if you were building a talisman of some sort. Yes. I'm going to, like, pull out my notebook and start looking. <laughs> oh, yeah, there were crystal particles in the dust, and there was oil, and these stones would attract the dust and were almost, like, leading us to... That's what led us to the bones that we found. Hmm. Perhaps they were part of a set. It's not uncommon in certain cultures and in certain practices therein for these items to be bonded together in some way. Let me do the research uh, and you continue to pull on your threads and perhaps I'll come to some solutions. Thank you very much. We will stay in contact. Please do. We'll stand and wait for Lawrence. <laughs> he stands and, and helps, you know, walk you guys out. Just as you went in, about 10 or 15 minutes later, you walk out. I probably would have been asking Doyle or the doctor what the thread was uh, that they were going to be following up on with Carlisle. Was the was the belief that they that they they stopped here for supplies? Was that, or was it something else? What were they doing in town, or do we even know? I think they uh, were picking up a an expert, an Egyptologist. Do you have any idea who this person is? Yes, we do. The Penhue Foundation. 35 Tottenham Court Road. Are we expecting to get this information from them? Well, we're going to see what we can get from them. Probably have a, yeah, what they'll allow us to look at. And if we are worried that they are concealing something? Well, we'll, get to, we'll uh, burn that bridge when we get to it. Doctor's eyebrow shoots up at the mention of burning. <laughs> Don't worry, Miss, Miss O'Shea will have nothing to do with it. I am not the only one that burnt stuff. <laughs> or Miss Lane, either. I just kind of look at my hand. Is there burn visible burn on it? Uh, there is definitely some um, blistering of the skin. It does hurt. I'll uh, grab my kerchief, just kind of hold on to it, and then put my hand in my pocket. Okay. Yeah, you exit out. Well, it seems to me that we need to, uh, we are going to need to contact the Pendant Foundation in some fashion. Miss Lane may ha be able to uh, help us with that. People with money tend to uh, be able to open some doors, these kind of places. Um, Dr. Pierce is going to uh, be helping us with whatever happened to Lawrence. Oh, good. I was going to ask what you uh, were able to find out in there. He's going to be doing some um, studying, some research, okay. and he will let me know if he finds anything. Apparently, it has to do with our stones as well. Interesting. Mike, does London have a Chinatown that I know of? You would probably be aware that there is a Chinatown here. You just don't know where it is. I'm going to look for a local, like a news kiosk, like, uh, our information, you know, like yeah. someplace that would have, that would have like a city listing or city maps kind of a thing for tourists mm -hmm. and, uh, see if I can procure one real quick. Okay. Yeah. You see, uh, all sorts of, uh, different maps and newspapers and, and the such, um, you procure a map, uh, and then, uh, begin rifling through it. I would uh, assume then that we are expecting to contact these uh, agency in the morning. Yeah. Or whenever uh, Mademoiselle Lane. Mm -hmm. 
was available. She mentioned seeing um, Mickey Mahoney at the scoop. Oh, right. Doctor, if I could uh, please have that uh, address. Rifle through the clue. Was it Penhue Foundation? When did Lillian want to go meet um, Mickey Mahoney? She didn't say. She said she was going to reach out to him um, so that they could set up a time. Oh, okay. Give Simon the uh, address. Uh, once uh, we have settled in for the evening, I will give the place a once over from the outside. Okay, that seems like a really excellent stopping point for us in this evening's festivities. So the investigators are going to head back to their lodgings that uh, Miss Lane has secured for them. And then perhaps at uh, next session, we'll get a chance to take a foyer into uh, scouting out the Penhue Foundation. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and then we will see you next week. 